Welcome back into the great Scott show, the great sports callers open think tank. Joining me now, the head coach of the three and one Louisiana Ragin' Cajun basketball team, Bob Marlin. Good morning, Bob. How are you? I'm doing well, coach. I'm doing well. Um, happy to be back in the studio after uh, some couple of weeks doing things remotely. What um, you, you hear a little CCR there. What was some? What was the kind of music Coach Marlin liked to listen to when he was growing up? Like, what's if you're just on a long road trip? What are you firing up on the iPod? Uh, CCR is definitely on on my list. I listen to that uh, in the summertime, sitting out by the pool for sure. Uh, a lot of a lot of different things. Uh, Ronnie Laws with some jazz that I used to listen to quite a bit when I was younger. Uh, you know, even a little bit of country western, like like the Dixie Chicks and Chris Stapleton, Miranda Lambert. I uh, I don't listen to too much. I don't. Really, I really don't listen to country. But somebody. Um... Somebody sent me some Chris, a few Chris Stapleton songs a few years ago. A friend of mine who like loves country, and he's I used to used to be an old roommate of mine in college. He's like, you got to at least check out this guy. And I got to be honest, I kind of dig it. I was, I mean, that guy's that guy's got a hell of a voice. No, he's he's talented. He's really talented. I got to see him at the Cajun Dome uh, perform one night. He, he did a great job. That's for sure. I I wasn't a real big country guy. I listened to Charlie Pride with. Uh, and uh, Al Green, actually, when I was a young kid and uh, working with this man that worked for my father. And he was like a second father to me. I spent a lot of time with him. And he really uh, played Al Green and, and uh, Charlie Pride. But outside of that, I wasn't a big country guy. And then I, as I got uh, over to Pensacola, one of my assistant coaches, a guy you remember, Steve Shields, it's from Little Rock, uh, used to we'd go on a road trip recruiting and he started playing country. He was a big country guy. So I got into it with him a little bit. And then, and then uh, now Jenny and, and our family all likes country. So it's, uh, it's good. I'll mix it up though, Scott. I have a little bit of everything. ESPN 1420.com. Um, mix it up. You know, if, if you look at you guys, three, three wins here, um, I think mixing it up in the paint on the glass, it's the rebounding has really stood out to me, Coach. Uh, whether it be Dugay last night or or Isaiah Richards at double double, and and of course Akuba, I think he's just. I've been very impressed with his physicality in his first four games. It seems like from a rebounding standpoint, you've had a number of teams, Coach, where you went into a season and you said, you know what, whether it be because of injuries or or lack of size, it's going to be a team effort. It's always a team effort, but Coming into this season, was rebounding something you thought would be a strength of this basketball team? We definitely felt like it would be improved, Scott, over uh, last year. We were small and had injuries. and you know, We thought Kobe Julian was going to be one of our better rebounders. He was injured. Tyler Smith was, was injured, suspended. Uh, and Jalen Johnson was forced to go in there and rebound. It's not really what he does. He does not that's a rebound at all from Mississippi State. They have him get back as a safety. So... Uh, we had to fight it last year and be a team effort. But this year, with the added size, uh, Theo and uh, Zay have done a really good job for us. And, and Dew has just uh, been off the charts here the last week, week and a half. Scott, he has really attacked the class. He's done it in practice. And we challenged him last night before the game at halftime in front of the team. And he came in at halftime with 11. I challenged him to get 20. 
and he finished with 17. So he's really working the glass and he's scoring when he gets it back, which is the best thing. He, you know, um, he, uh, where is he from a health standpoint, coach? I know he was dealing with uh, a minor injury. He had had the, the, uh, the game before. Where's Duguay at physically? Good. He's got a little bit of tendonitis in his knee that he's fought through. Uh, has, hasn't missed a beat with that. But uh, against LSUS in the first half, he dove on the floor for a loose ball and, and really uh, took a big chunk of skin off his thumb pad. And uh, we had to cauterize it and stop the bleeding a little bit. And he played through it. He's never complained at all. And he came out to practice two days ago and he had a Monday looked like he was uh, just got through sparring and they were about to put the gloves on. You know, he was warmed up. He looked like he was he was ready for the winner of the Tyson Roy Jones fight. Uh, but he he played like that last night with his hands both taped, and I think it's affecting his, his free throw shooting a little bit. Uh, but it's not affecting his rebounding, that's for sure. Yeah, the efforts there. Uh, he was he was really strong last night for folks that. Couldn't um, couldn't be there in person. Whether they watched on ESPN Plus or listened here on the radio, it, it feel it. You know, for a guy that um, you know, it's only his second year there, but he's also a senior. He's you got a lot of new faces. Is he one of the leaders on this team? Who would you who would you label as the guys in the locker room that that have uh, the ear of the of their teammates? Right, the, a respected voice and really sets the example. Well, our leadership group uh, and it does a great job, but unfortunately, sitting out, wow. Derry Cadwell, Tra- Trajan Wesley, and Kobe Julian uh, make up the leadership group. But Cedric Russell's a senior, has, has leadership for this team, and then so Dew has a little bit as well. And uh, Dew is not running his uh, persona, but he is doing a, a good job. He certainly plays hard and leads by examples, extremely gifted worker. Um, and we've got other guys too. Brian AU is a leader. He's a winner. And, uh, Theo is quiet on the court, but he has the guys respect too. And he, he's a leader in, in his own right. I've been very impressed by, by, uh, Theo, the LSWA player of the week coach. What, um, has he, has he brought anything to the table thus far that's even surprised you or has he been playing about how you expect it? No, he's worked really hard this summer. We, he stayed and worked with our coaching staff and then, Coach Crow works with him on a daily basis. He and Isaiah and do, and they spend extra time after practice shooting and, and doing some things. And he's just gotten better and better. And uh, we could tell that he could make a three-point shot when when asked to shoot one. This summer, we, we knew that he had that. He jumped up against Baylor and made a three. Uh, and that's the only one he's taken on the year. But... He has been super consistent, and that's something that's most exciting. I mean, every day uh, you know what you're going to get from from Theo, and that's something that uh, a coach always enjoys. Rage Occasion Head Basketball Coach Bob Marlin is our guest. Uh, You guys were 10 of 30 from beyond the arc last night. I know in the previous game uh, both teams uh, weren't lighting it up from three-point range, but how do you feel overall through four games about your team's three-point shooting? It can improve. We've shot it great in practice. We had a really good practice uh, Monday, Tuesday, and yesterday we come out and, and shoot the ball uh, good early. Uh, we actually Malik hit our first one. I think we missed a couple and do do banked one in, maybe because of Tate Tan. I'm not sure, but we were due for a lucky one. Uh, 
And then Sutter killed a couple, and Devin Butts went, what, four for five in the first half. And we've been waiting on Devin to explode like that because he's certainly capable, and, and uh, he, he stepped up last night. So we were nine for 16 at the half, Scott, off to a great start. And then the second half, we went one for 14 and just got in a hurry and rushed some shots and just missed some that, to be honest, we should make. So, uh, but we're okay with it. We'll be fine. Cedric will get get going on a roll a little bit. And then Jacoby Gordon can shoot the ball like Devin Butts. We just got to get him jump-started, and he'll have a game. Hopefully it'll be Saturday night where he makes multiple three-point shots. Coach Bob Marlin, our guest, you mentioned, um, you know, a number of guys who are dealing with injuries right now. Uh, you told us Monday, Trajan Wesley, it might be uh, an injury that keeps him out for a while. What's what's the status of your injured players? Do you anticipate getting any back um, here in the next month or so, or is this still something that we, we're looking toward maybe later in conference play? No, we could get some back. Uh, Trajan has, has improved, uh, according to BJ. I, I have not sat down and talked to Trajan in a while, but he's just not been able to sustain anything. He hasn't practiced, uh, Scott, I think, since October. Uh, he tried to practice a couple of days and just couldn't go. And uh, he's had a second opinion, a third opinion. We've sent him to New Orleans, uh, or Baton Rouge, excuse me. We've sent him to Houston, and he, he's trying to, to fight through it, but he's still having pain uh, when he plays. So I'm not sure when he'll be out there on a consistent basis. We certainly could have used him last night and, and in some of our earlier games. He would help us with, with the assist-to-turnover ratio. I know that. Uh, Kobe Julian is doing well, making really good progress. He's about a month out from, from surgery. Uh, so is Dury. Both those guys are uh, a month out and, uh, they've got at least another month to, to go through this and see where they are. So there's a chance that they could come back in, in January, uh, mid to late January, but realistically, I would think it would be more the first of February. Yeah, probably. You know, at that point, you're in the second half run of conference play. Uh, it, it, before you get the conference play, coach, you got you got three more here in December, including this Saturday against uh, a Louisiana Tech team that's three and one. Um, you know, I, I I saw a little bit of their game against LSU. Um, I know they got, you know, they, they, they lost pretty handily, but I, I've, I've looked up and down the roster, asked a, a few folks about this team. They all were telling me, now these were folks up in Ruston, all telling me that they feel like they were better than what they showed uh, in Baton Rouge. So what are your thoughts on this matchup with the Bulldogs, which has turned into, you know, every year I, I look forward to uh, to this Louisiana versus Louisiana Tech game. You guys have had a good bit of success against them. Uh, how do you feel about this team, and what are the keys to the matchup Saturday at the Cajun Dome at 6 o'clock? No, they have a nice team. Uh, they're different. I don't know the ones they were last year when they finished uh, as of right now in the season, but you could say that about a lot of teams. They they lost a couple of really good players, and uh, uh, one being the point guard, uh, Bracey, uh, who had a tremendous senior year, and they, they had played well, won 20-plus games, and Going in their tournament, I think they would have had an excellent chance to to make a run in the Conference USA tournament. So, but they're good. They've got a new point guard. Uh, I believe Kobe Williams is, is the guy that's running the point for them now. A good player, Archie Ball, uh, is a guy that can shoot the ball. Uh, Crawford, Pemberton, 
Caleb Ledoux, local uh, young man who played at McNeese and transferred up there, has, has done a good job, can score the basketball. So they, they've got a good group and uh, added an inside player named Kenneth Lawton from over in the Golden Triangle area of Port Arthur that can is a Justin Miller type guy. Scott, he's about six taller, he's about six seven. He's left handed, he weighs two seventy five and really knows how to play. Had a double double against LSU. Nice job for him. Uh, and uh, he gives them a presence inside they didn't have. And they've got another guy, uh, Gordon. I think his name's Alex Gordon, that transferred from West Virginia. That's a big, big kid like Dion Isaiah that has started for him as well. But they've got a good team. They can shoot the ball. They'll be guard-oriented uh, for the most part. And uh, it'll be a, it should be an excellent game. It'll be a conference-type game, and, and uh, our guys are looking forward to playing in this rivalry. Four games into the season, Coach Bob Marlin, our guest, ESPN 1420, Louisiana Raging Cajun Basketball. Four games in, Coach, and with a, a lot of new faces and a number of key players and, and the leadership group currently dealing with injuries. You know, in the sport of basketball, some teams have better chemistry than others, but I think any team, whether their chemistry is good or bad, it takes time to develop one way or the other. You're four games into it, and obviously it was um, – uh, an odd, uh, I don't want to use the word preseason, but you know, training camp and preparing for the season and the off season and everything with COVID. Uh, so it's it's a work in progress. But how would you describe the chemistry now through four games, knowing that obviously it's going to probably feel a little bit different a month from now? No, it's it's really good. Uh, we definitely I feel like we're ahead of the game and. Even with the COVID, the things that have happened, Scott, going back from last year with the recruiting and the Zoom meetings and the PowerPoint presentations and guys not being able to visit campus and not being able to sit down and go face-to-face. Uh, and then they get him to do a lot of Zooms in the summer as well with the players just to, to get extra time with them. And we, we didn't miss a lot of court time. We did miss a, a, a couple of weeks in the summer where we didn't do anything. But outside of that, uh, the guys have worked hard, and I think they bonded. They they uh, spend most of their time together. I think they've taken this COVID thing as serious as they can, and you know, knock on wood, we've dodged some bullets and and uh, been able to play uh, since the, uh, the the resocialization. So we, we're trying to do what we can to get to the court and try to grow our chemistry. I think we'll get better and better, and uh, as as we add some of these guys back, I think it can only help us. No doubt, uh, Raging Cajuns. Next matchup against Louisiana Tech at the Cajun Dome, and it's with limited capacity, Coach, um, and the oddity that is 2020, and and we'll move forward into 2021 early in the um, which you know you get the conference play. How has that been? I know there was a lot of questions about it beforehand, but now that you've had um, a pair of games and another one coming up this Saturday, what's it like in the Cajun Dome this year? Do you notice during a game, is it obvious, or are you able to kind of just zone in and and focus on the play and forget about the novelty that is this season? No, we're focused on the play, and Last night after the game, the press conference, Scott, one of the writers asked if, if I noticed the crowd. And, you know, no, we didn't have a few hundred there last night. If, if, if we noticed them at all. And 
if they had an impact on the game? And did you notice that uh, half of them aren't wearing masks? Are you concerned about that? And, and uh, so to be honest, we didn't really uh, see that. I mean, we were focused on the court getting better. Our guys are doing a good job masking up. Our coaches are. And, uh, you know, that's all that we're focused on right now is trying to, to put a more consistent team on the court. We've shown flashes. We've been really good. We had a great second half at New Orleans, and, and I thought we played really well the first half last night. But the second half, we weren't as consistent as we need to be, and that's what every coach is searching for. No doubt about it. And I would, I would, you know, ask fans that are listening, you know, please wear your mask. I mean, I'm, I'm back in the studio now for the first time in two and a half weeks, just uh, having dealt with COVID and it what it did to, to my household. Just happy to be back here feeling grateful, but, you know, just be respectful, do what you can, support this team. Um, I know you guys are playing hard, Coach, and, you know, with La Tech Saturday and then you get UNO again this time at home, then a trip to VCU before Christmas um, and on the 18th, and then you get ready for conference play. There's still a lot of basketball in front of us, and I know you guys want to get as much of it in, hopefully all of it in, as you can and uh, and continue to grow uh, as a team. So uh, my final question for you, Coach, is is a two-part. We mentioned three-point shooting and um, how it can get better, but rebounding and how strong it's been. Give me one more area that you feel like, okay, this is somewhere we really got to improve, and another area in your team that through four games you feel pretty good about how you guys have performed in that specific area? Well, let's start with the, the, the last question uh, first. And I, I, I feel like we've done a good job. We didn't last night, really, but we've done a really good job shooting free throws in practice and carried it over the games. It was 74%, I think, going into the game last night. We missed a few last night. Due, unfortunately, was 0 for 4 with his boxer tape on his hands. Uh, but that's an area that I think we're, we're okay with. An area that we need to improve in is, again, like a lot of teams, and you mentioned the COVID and a lot of the lack of practice and stop-start excuse, but I see a ton of teams across the country that are turning the ball over too much, whether it's Duke or uh, Michigan State. You know, A lot of teams that value the ball are turning it over, and we're no different. We, we, have, uh, we just don't have the continuity in yet and the consistency. And uh, we've we've had some bad turnovers, whether they're illegal screens uh, over at uh, UNO. He had about three of those. You know, we've got guys stepping out of bounds. We've got uh, we had four offensive fouls in the second half the other night on push offs on a one arm push off. Scott, not running over a guy, but a push off. So uh, it's not just throwing the ball away, but it's it's. Uh, uh, you know, making some mental errors that we've got to clean up. And, and we're averaging right now, I, I don't know exactly, but I would say 17, 18 turnovers a game. And that's too many. We That's a half dozen too many. And if we can eliminate the silly mistakes, uh, and I think we can get that down to a workable number. Yeah, I think it's, it's – I think uh, I was looking at the stats this morning before the show. I think it was around – I think 17.8 was the number I saw. Uh, but, you know, you're also averaging um, – a heck of a lot of rebounds per game as well, maybe. Uh, so things are um, – go ahead, Coach. Sorry. No, and that's that's a good point, Scott. You know that. I mean, it, it's the one thing that we love about rebounding. I always have, whether it's Sean Long or Bryce or uh, anyone that we have on our team that can go fetch it. I mean, I, I tell guys all the time, I was a point guard when I played. I wanted to be a power forward. If you can rebound the ball be the best rebound on our team, you're going to play. And – 
it gets you possession of the ball and it gives you second opportunities. So we're getting a lot of those back with, what, 24-0 boards last night. We're getting a lot of those back, uh, second-chance opportunities, but we're also giving a handful away with the turnovers. So you know, it, it's, a, it's a good trade right now, but we need to make it an even better trade. There you go. Rage Occasion head coach Bob Marlin has been our guest. Talked a little music to open things up and, uh, of course, hoops the rest of the way. Coach, uh, all the best, man. Appreciate the time and um, look forward to talking to you um, a little bit more in conference play each Monday about the weekend that was. I know it's, again, it's it's going to be different playing a team twice on a Friday and a Saturday every weekend. Uh, as we talked about a few weeks ago, there's some negatives and positives that come with that. But in the meantime, you got three more non-conference games. Hope you guys are able to get them all in and uh, look forward to talking with you again soon. Yeah, thanks, Scott. We're hoping to get them in as well. We only travel to the one game at BCU, and hopefully we can make that. And then we'll have a week-long break for Christmas, come back and start testing again and, and see if we can do it in conference. All the best, Coach. Happy holidays. Thanks, Scott. You too. You got it. That's Rage Occasion Ed basketball coach Bob Marlin.